The Bears travelled to Cumbria on Sunday and came off second best to an excellent Barrow Raiders side. We've got the story of Sunday's game, plus news of some exciting new teams that we'll be facing in the next couple of years. This is your official Coventry Bears podcast. This is Bear Necessities. Yes, welcome to Bear Necessities, your official Coventry Bears podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube and at CoventryBears.com. I'm one of your hosts, Dave Musson, and joining me as ever is former Bears fullback, Craig Cathcart. Craig, how are you? Yes, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Uh, disappointing results at the weekend, but a very exciting week for Rugby League. Absolutely, yeah, and we will get into all of that. So coming up this week, we have got that exciting news from the other side of the pond, and we've got another song from a local band to, for you to play us out. But first, let's look back to some Sunday and the Bears trip to Barrow Raiders which sadly ended in a 56 defeat for the Bears the Bears had a particularly tough first half found themselves 36 nil down at the break um, but were much more positive after half time they scored a try through Liam Wellham which Brad, Cla- which Brad Clavering converted However, the Raiders were still able to add another 14 points to their tally, which took the final score to Raiders 50, Bears 6. Now, normally we hear from Bears director of rugby, Alan Robinson, but it's his birthday this week, so we've given him the episode off. Happy birthday, Alan. However, he did post a comment on the Bears social media channels after Sunday's game, which went as follows... Um, I'm not going to do the accent, don't worry. Um, As with last week, we started the game poorly and allowed Barrow to race to a lead that we spent the game chasing. Our defensive efforts and game sense in certain areas were not good enough for this level and we were punished. The second half was different and we got into an arm wrestle which saw us dominate parts of the half and play more positively to get something out of the match. We have a week off and then must travel to West Wales Raiders who are also without a win. Both clubs will be making it a critical game to win this season. We are a better team than this but we won't play many better teams than Barrow Raiders. They will be the team to beat this season and have come down from a championship with a plan to go straight back up. Their pack are formidable and they have the pace out wide to back it up. We were very unhappy with that performance. We're all under no illusions that we must be better and we won't be making any excuses, just facing the reality of what we need to do to improve. Those are the post-match comments of Bears Director of Rugby, Alan Robinson. Um, so, Craig, I think we may as well go into our into our match analysis, which um, which is where we pick a few talking points and spend no more than three minutes on each. Um, should be pointed out that neither of us were able to make the trip up north, so um, this is sort of... Uh, intelligence gathered from our various sources as we try and do when we can't make it to an away game um but our talking points to cover this week are number one that as alan robinson said barrow are one of the best sides we'll have to face this season and we have to have some perspective around that number two was that the second half was much better and it feels like that match sharpness is starting to come along and then number three the bears now have a week off to really focus on traveling to west wales there is a real chance for a win in that game and revenge for last season so um Let's jump into the first point then, the fact that Barrow are a very good team. Um, Craig, I'm going to set the timer going um, and you can kick this one off. So Barrow Raiders, very good. Discuss. Yeah, so I I said last week that, um, you know, they've retained much of the squad that they had in the championship. Uh, They're a very, very good side, particularly at home. Um, 
you know, they've been in the championship for a couple of years, so they've got a lot of seasoned players. They've got a very good coaching set up. Uh, they're doing a lot of work off the field to, to um, you know, bring more people in. So it was always going to be a challenge. I think um, where the Bears came on stuck was struggling with the speed of the Barrow play in the, in the first half. I mean, they, they really were blitzed. Um, they made a real good fist of it in the second half. Um, I mean, even the the Barrow coach um, commented on, on how well the Bears had done in the second half and give them great credit for that, which after our discussions last week about coaches' comments after the game was a nice thing to, to, to hear. Um, I know that the, the words from Alan were very quite, quite strong, really. Um, I know that he was very disappointed with the first half performance, um, much more pleased with the second half and how that had gone. Um, but credit to the Bears because, you know what, it, it showed that they were able to adapt their game. Uh, they got a real shock to the system in the first half. They adapted their game and improved after the break and, and, and shut down Barrow for, for large parts of the second half. Um, you know, and it, it, it fit, what was it, 14-6 in the second half. Had the Bears started better, it would have been a much closer game. But uh, you know what, Barrow are going to put a lot of teams to the sword this year in, in, in particularly when they play at home. Yeah, and I think that's the key point for me here is is having that perspective as to the disparity between the two teams. You know, Barrow this time last year were playing in the championship. It's not even like they were they were relegated by a distance in the championship, but they were fighting for survival right through to the end. And they are a very well-established, well-connected rugby league side in in a part of the country that has got a much bigger pool of players to pick from and as we said they they are looking to bounce back I mean they've been putting hashtag bounce back 2020 on all of their social media posts from the moment they got relegated they are under no illusions that they want out of league one they want to get back into the championship that's clearly where they see where they belong and as you say Craig they, they're going to beat plenty of teams and they're probably going to beat plenty of teams by a bigger scoreline than the Bears were on the wrong side of on Sunday um, yeah so even though it was even though it was a heavy defeat at the weekend I, I would be amazed if that's if if there are teams that don't get a bigger walloping up at Barrow this season than the Bears have faced and um, as we're going to talk about in a moment the second half was much better so that there are definitely positives to take so um, yeah good that's uh, that's the first talking point done let's go into that second one then the fact that the second half was better and the match sharpness is starting to come along I'll start this one um, so we'll start with timer we talked last week about how big an impact that lack of competitive action for the Bears was in the in the Thunder game last week and how they were caught cold a few points and it, it gave them a too big a mountain to climb and it, it feels like Sunday was was perhaps more of the same obviously as, as Alan said in his post-match comments the, the first half definitely wasn't good enough but as we've already mentioned the second half they really dug in grit their teeth and match Barrow for large parts of it and, and as you said Craig really shut them down and we've got to take the positives from that because as we've already discussed there are going to be few teams in this division that the Bears play this this year that are as good as Barrow and that's what clubs like the Bears have to do particularly going into a week off um, now they've got time to reflect and focus on the positives the negatives have happened the, the points have been shipped there's no there's no point in um, fussing or worrying over those instead it's about focusing on where they can learn from and, and what they did well and that second half was so much better and you know there was there was it was a much closer scoreline in the second half there were points where it was even looking like the Bears might have a chance of winning the second half which would have been a massive thing and 
it's still only their second game of the season. It's a long season and to have such a disrupted off season um, and still be able to put in a battling display, albeit for only half a game this time. But, you know, we've got to take those positives and you and I are the masters of finding positives in the Bears performance. So um, even though it's not the kind of result you want to see as a fan week in, week out, I think with that bit of perspective that we already talked about and that second half performance, there are things to take from it. So, um, yeah, 120 left for you, Craig, if you want to add anything else. Yeah, I think um, so. I think there was issues around the conditions as well. It started off surprisingly as a sunny day in Barrow and the, the second half, the rain came down. But I don't think that was the, the, the full tale of the half. Um you know the Bears found a way to uh, to slow the play down. Um, Barrow were playing it too quickly, um, smashing the Bears through the middle and then spreading it wide. Um, they managed Bears managed to tactically um, slow Barrow down and, and and disrupt their their flow and um, and it worked um, for large parts in the second half and and but for a late try in the half, um, you know that would have finished pretty even in the second half. Um, so there's positives to take there. I mean, um, I would rather have it, uh, you know, I'd rather they start well, but in some ways it's, it's almost better to, um, to put in a good second half performance because it means that your heads didn't drop and that you fought all the way to the end. Um, and we've we've seen Bears teams in the past do that. Like the, the, it, In the life of this podcast, that there are Bears teams that would have been on the end of a real big scoreline on Sunday and it's it's positive that they're able to to shut down a bit yeah as as you said I I think Barrow will put a number of teams um put big points on a number of teams this year I think they look uh very very impressive they're, they're favorites they are favorites to win the league for a reason and um you know the Bears have had a, a horrible start Newcastle and then Barrow the two fit the two favorites to go up and um you know that, but that'll only make the team stronger. Definitely, and that's a very useful segue into our third and final talking point this week. The fact that the Bears now have a week off, but then their next game is away to West Wales Raiders, which um, is going to be one of those games that they would have targeted right from when the fixture list came out as a as a chance for a win, and I guess also a chance to to atone for that defeat in West Wales last year, which was the West Wales Raiders' first ever victory at this level. So, Craig, you can start this one off. I'll, I'll start a timer. Um, a week off and then West Wales. That is a real chance to get our season running, isn't it? I think it's a big one. I think after um, after such a difficult start or tough start with, with the first two games, and, and then really, you know, you don't want to talk about must-win games already at this point of the season, but it pretty much is. Um, you know, and without wanting to put pressure on the guys, I think they know that. I think they know they have to, to go there and, and, and win if they, if they want to have any chance of, of progressing this season. Um, last year was a massive disappointment for me that, that, that the team went there and, and lost. But, you know, fair play to West Wales. They were, were the better team on the day. Um, you know, and no excuses for that performance last year. But they need to be better this year and they need to go there with um, with more determination and, and need to go there and, and, and get the win. Um, they'll be targeting um, that as an opportunity to win. Um, you know, they'll be thinking that... that after last year's result, they've got a real good chance of winning and they'll be playing with confidence. Um, they've actually had not too bad a start to the season. They've had shown some real flashes of, of, of great stuff in the first couple of games. Um, you know, the new coach seems to be making a bit of a difference. So it won't be a walkover by any means. Um, you know, it'll be a tough game for the Bears uh, and, and they'll run it in hard and they'll tackle hard and they'll do everything that they can to get the win. Um, so Bears need to, to just 
dig in and, and give it a good go and play like we know they can do uh, and try and not start slow on this one. Um, you know, start get stuck in right from the off. Yeah, exactly. I'd echo everything you said there. I think the key thing for the Bears here is we know we've got really good quality in the back line for the Bears this season. Um, and we saw glimpses of it in, in the Thunder game where they were sort of learning when to hold it in the middle, when to when to sort of take a short pass and just take the tackle and then earning the right to go wide and spin it wide and try and get it out to the Flyers more. And I think that's what they've got to do at this one. They've, they've got to they've got to play sensibly they've got to be composed they've got to be patient and they've got to be calm with it and I'm confident if they do that that the opportunities will come for them and the players we've got in our back line will be able to exploit those it kind of reminds me of the game down in West Wales in 2018 where it was a bit of a ding-dong battle for quite a lot of it but the Bears held their nerve and they had confidence in their own ability and they ended up winning quite comfortably um, and I mean we'll take any type of win really just to get one chalked up on the board this this season but it would be nice if we can get a, a performance for for as long a part of the game as possible and really start to see what they've been working on in the off season and seeing what this squad can do um, and give them a bit of confidence to, to bring back to the butts when Doncaster come at the end of the month because that's going to be another really tricky one. Yeah, I mean, the, um, I, I think the first two the matches, there's stuff to build on there. There's, there's been glimpses of real good stuff. Need to carry forward into the West Wales game. Um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing what this squad are capable of. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's that. That's our uh, that's our analysis done, and that's probably enough talk about last Sunday. So now we tease it at the start of the episode um we're not even we've done looking ahead to the next game we're going to look ahead to the next couple of seasons because some exciting things are coming league one's way so in 2022 it looks like new york are going to be joining more on that in a moment but more pressing much more pressing is the confirmation that the Ottawa Aces will be joining the division next season. So some background on that for you. This is just taken from the BBC article write-up. So in case you hadn't twigged from the name, Canadian rugby league side Ottawa Aces going to join League One in 2021 after taking on Hemel Stag's licence. So the new club going to play their home matches at Ottawa's TD Place Stadium and they're going to be basing their pre-season camp in England. Uh, Chairman Eric Perez, whose name you might recognise, having been associated with the Toronto Wolfpack, um, he said that they're going to be appointing a head coach in the next five or six weeks um, and they'll be able to recruit players from June onwards in the the transfer window. So, Craig, um, we both missed out on the chance to go to Toronto when the Wolfpack were in League One. Uh, It's quite exciting, the idea of potentially a little trip to Ottawa next year, isn't it? Yeah, that would be very nice, although, um, you know, because the Bears are going to get promoted at the end of the season, that might not happen. Well, we'll have to wait until 2022 then, I guess. Yeah, but um, no, it's very, very exciting. I think um, uh, w- one thing I, I regret was not getting a, not going over to, to Toronto when when the opportunity was there. And I hope that, um, you know, I hope that uh, next season we'll get, get an, a chance to do that. I think it's, it's very, very exciting for the game. Um, by the signs of it, there is a lot of support within Canada for the team, a lot of support locally. Um, there's talk about them, the head coach being the ex, I can't remember his name now, ex-Catalan's coach. Uh, so that would be a high-profile coach. Um, <clears throat> they seem to be making more noises about trying to develop um, young players and having an academy and everything else. So 
Um, I mean, it'll be tricky for them to get off the ground, but Eric Perez has, um, you know, has the history there of getting on, getting Toronto off the ground and and getting things set up, and it's very exciting. I mean, um, you know, there's always naysayers out there, isn't there, who who don't want the game to 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 be expanding into new territories, but it's massive for the sport to have a second Canadian team. It means that Toronto are not an outlier. It means that there is. Um, People out there who want to develop more teams and bring more money into the game, more sponsorship. Um, eventually, given time, a bigger pool of players will be available to 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 us. And um, it's massive for a club like the Bears to get the exposure of, of a transatlantic game as well. Um, I imagine Butts Park Arena next year. Um, you know, a Canadian team coming to visit. That's a massive opportunity to to market a game to 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 everyone and and create a buzz around the city it's it's huge yeah it's going to be it's going to be absolutely great and uh, and like you say that just the the excitement not only for the immediate prospect of Ottawa being in League One next season but for, for the continued growth and, and future development of the game and um, there have been other names banded around as potentially joining League One um, the other one that has been talked about this week is New York who I also mentioned um, uh, a while ago now the latest news on that project it doesn't look like they're going to be joining in 2021 which was which was a date that had been thrown around um, when we talked about New York previously it looks like they're going to enter the Challenge Cup in 2021 and they're going to try and host a couple of NRL matches and possibly even some pre-World Cup internationals and then they want to they want to join League One in 2022 so again I mean Craig it's it's difficult not to get excited about this isn't it like New York coming to Coventry to play rugby league it kind of sounds a bit fantasy but at the same time it sounds really brilliant as well um I think uh, New York is the is the big one isn't it I mean third North American team but actually being based in New York and playing out of an iconic stadium as well um, my only slight reservations is, and I think this just is, is because of how massive it could be for the sport and how massive it could be for TV deals, for marketing, for sponsorship, for everything. To have a New York branded team in there is huge, but it does seem too good to be true. At the moment, it seems too good to be true. There's a lot of talk about um, you know, what, what they're going to be bringing to the game and what they're going to be doing. Um, I think there's a little bit more to, you know, we probably need a bit more information at this stage, but that's that's not to temper the excitement. I mean, if, if it happens, it's going to be absolutely amazing. I mean, uh, again, imagine trying to market, a, again, New York coming to Coventry, um, bringing some star players along. It's going to be huge. So let's get back to Ottawa then. So, you know, the, they're going to be joining League One next season and obviously t- taking taking aside the Bears' imminent promotion and uh, meaning that we'll have to wait a little longer to meet Ottawa. If we if we should end up still being in League One next year, Craig, and, and Ottawa are coming over, I mean, do you think that feels like a game where you would want to bring someone to their first rugby league match, for example, to say like, you know, forget all this, forget all this stuff about teams from the north of England. Come, come and make your first game, Coventry versus Ottawa, and, and really make sure that they're, you know, you, you're turning them into expansionists right from the start. I mean, if the, there's just so many possibilities around how you can get excited about Ottawa, isn't there? There is. Um, unfortunately, I mean, in the, due to the structure of League One at the time, Toronto didn't play here in Coventry. Um, but everywhere they did play, the, those teams that played them saw a massive increase in the number of fans coming to the get to home games. Um, you know, so it's marketable. They're the new boys in town. 
Um, they're likely, uh, if they're anything like Toronto, they'll likely sign a couple of star players. Um, they will just bring um, an increase in social media exposure. Um, there's a lot of Canadian expats as well in, in, in the UK who, who are interested in this. Um, general rugby fans will be interested in what this is all about. Coventry's a rugby mad city. I can see people, um, you know, people's interest being piqued by this. Um, it is one of those games where you, if you market it right, you're going to see big, big crowds coming down to watch. And um, as I said, creating a real buzz, buzz from it. Um, I, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, the me away, too. Well, I mean, um, I'm, I'm hoping that um, I heard, I heard that all of their home games are going to be um, shown on live TV. So that would be massive as well, seeing the Bears live um, over there. Um, for everyone here in the UK, it would be great. Yeah, great stuff. Well, uh, we obviously still got the rest of this season to get through before Ottawa join, but um, yes, we can both confidently say that we are very excited about the prospect of having the Ottawa Aces in League One next season. And um, yeah... We're looking forward to welcoming to them, welcoming them to the butts, assuming that the the fixtures allows us to do that. But um, enough excitement, I guess that probably does us for this week. So uh, thanks as always for listening, and thanks Craig for for joining as ever. Um, all that's left now is for us to hear from another local band to play us out, which we're doing in conjunction with the Bears all season, of course. Uh, this week it's the turn of Wild and their song Heavy Load. So Wild, a four piece rock and roll band that formed in 2015, and by all accounts are well worth seeing live. If you like what you hear here then do head over to facebook.com forward slash wild band and that's w-i-l-d-e band and check them out um but until then craig and i will see you soon um and to play you out this is heavy load by the band wild